welcome to this episode of The Trillist. Um, on today's episode, we have Archit. What's up? Cassandra. Hey. And Aruba. Hi. This episode is about spirituality at Penn and in society and how each of us practice our religions in different ways but still find a way to connect to other people and be lovely human beings. So could you guys each go around and tell us what you identify um, spiritually? Yeah, so I'm, I am I was raised Hindu, and I still identify as uh, Hindu. So, Yeah, I was raised Muslim, and I still identify as Muslim. Um, I was not raised in a religious household, um, but I'm Christian. Cass, how did you find your Christianity? Um, so when I, I didn't really know much about Christianity besides the fact that like people kind of like toss it around here and there, but I didn't really know what, um, the religion like stood for really like what it meant, um, to be a Christian until I was in high school. Um, I went to church because a friend invited me, um, and I still didn't know what it meant to be Christian. I kind of like took it as like synonymous with being like American because I moved to the South when I was um, in middle school and like everyone in the South is Christian, especially in like Texas. Um, and so, from what state? Um, so yeah. Oh, I moved from Nebraska. Okay. Um, and yeah, when I went there, I didn't really know what it was about, but there was just something kind of like just the people were really nice, just to be straight up. People were super kind. Um, I had kind of a complex and, like, difficult family family background, so it was nice to kind of go into a space where there was just people that were just, like, genuine and caring and um, pulled me into their family. So I just kept going, and, like, slowly I learned more and more and more about, like, Christianity, but um, more specifically about Jesus and like the hope offered in him. And so, yeah, I like committed myself to that um, when I was a freshman and um, here I am. No turning back for me. Thank you for sharing. All right. And coming to college, have you continued practicing like the same way that you did back home? Um, And if not, what ways have you like moderated that and so on? Um, so I think that my home life, it, in my home life, my parents were very cognizant of the fact that, like, I should be doing certain things to be a good Muslim. I should be praying. I should be, you know, reading the Quran. I should be doing um, other things that a Muslim should be doing. Um, but when you come to college, you don't have that constant person looking over you, um, reminding you to do things. And I think that it really tests, like, your faith to a certain extent because you have to decide to actually go out and find this community yourself rather than like coming home and like it being kind of there for you so I think in that regard it's changed where if I want to be like if I want to do the things that Muslims need to do like pray if I want to read the Quran then I have to seek out those spaces on campus and I think that that can be a little challenging especially as a Penn student because um you don't want to go to a space where maybe you don't like with your family everyone's kind of the same level of Muslim as you because you were raised around them but I think when you come into a space with like thousands of other students everyone has different levels of practice so it's hard to find a space that's right for you so I think I've kind of struggled with that since coming to Penn but I also think like it's really nice that we have a community here that has those spaces available oh so there are spaces yeah can you tell us where for like 
the audience members who are Muslim, where they can find that? Yeah, so the Muslim Student Association does a really good job of, like, publicizing the prayer spaces on campus. There's a lot of prayer rooms available in different buildings. There definitely could be more, um, but I think Penn has tried to implement that. Um, and otherwise, there are a lot of um, religious buildings, I think, in Houston Hall, and I think they recently opened up a new building that I have not been to yet, um, like on Chestnut or something. Um, where people can go and pray and just in general if they're looking for more information the Muslim Student Association has a lot of information on their website perfect mm -hmm. so yeah for me I like uh, Hinduism like how I was taught and a lot of people from my area are taught is that it's very much like a free form there's not many like requirements for it uh, it's more of like a way of life I think the Supreme Court even in India ruled that it's more of a way of life than a religion mm. um so for me, it's not, like, I, I don't, like, I used to go to temple, like, once in a while, and, like, I use that as an opportunity for, like, meditation and, like, relaxation more in a spiritual sense than, like, a, like, a devote, devoting myself to something or, uh, like, uh, what's the term, ritualistic manner. Mm -hmm. It was more of just, like, trying to clear my mind and, uh, you know, meditate and stuff like that, but... When I got here, I, I mean, like, throughout high school, I stopped going as much just because I got busy, and I was like, oh, I need to get into college, so I need to focus <laughs> on that. Um, and then when I got here, it's more of just, like, a, I don't really practice that much, and then when I go home, sometimes I go to temple, but it's more of, like, a, like, I can, sometimes I read through, like, the Bhagavad Gita or the Vedas or something like that, um, translations obviously i can't read sanskrit but uh it's more of like a when i need it i will like look to it for guidance in a way as in like a like just 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 to clear my mind i do yoga sometimes and then like i meditate so i guess that's the extent of my practice but like i i interpret hinduism as more of a way of life um i don't believe in a higher power mm. um uh, so it's more of just like in the moment what can I do to better myself and give good karma to other people? Right. So you're coming at it from like a cultural aspect. Mm -hmm. And more of a spiritual, spiritual aspect, aspect than a, yeah. than like a like a practicing way. Mm -hmm. That's why I even titled this episode or this episode's going to be titled Spirituality at Penn because I think it's important that we all it's not necessarily religion, but it's what we're connected to, what grounds us in a sense. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I definitely echo that. It's um, a way of life um, completely for me. Um, it influences, but in a way that, like, I want to step more into this, like, way of life and that my relationship with, like, Jesus Christ to me is, like, my everything and, like, everything that I do channels through that. Um, and so, in a way, like, I'm pushing further into that and I want to step deeper into that because I think that's where true fulfillment is and true life is. Um, so yeah, I guess, I guess if we're like thinking about like how our practices has ch have changed, like mine have definitely changed a lot since like those first few um, visits of me just going to a church in high school and then like actually adopting it to make it my own and like holding not just this religion close to me, but like making this spiritual like just getting closer to God um is what I seek and so yeah I've changed a lot um in like ways I wouldn't have been expecting um I guess like more strictly practicing but I feel like I don't know it feels so inauthentic to say that but um 
yeah, I def, I guess like whatever I need to do, like reading the Bible, praying, whatever I can do to like seek that stronger connection and like devotion um, and submission. So I have all those backgrounds sprinkled around. Um, and growing up, I went to church like every Sunday, even when we go on vacation, we'd go to church also and like stuff like that. Um, so I've always, I taught Sunday school and like high school. Shout out to my little kids, Hunter <laughs> and Trinity and stuff. I love them to pieces. Um, but coming to college, we're all so busy. And then you have like events on a Saturday night and you're like too tired to wake up on Sunday morning tired, and go to church. Yeah. yeah. Too tired. Right? Yeah. So I try to, sometimes I'm like, no, I'm not going to, I'm going to have a chill Saturday because I'm going to church on Sunday. And when I go to church, I feel so rejuvenated and feel free but I also I sleep with the bible in my bed so um and it's just there as a way that I know like God's close to me and even if I don't read it all the time if I wake up I like read that and then I have um bible quotes laminated and like cool um scripts in my room so when I see that I'm like yeah it's gonna be a great day so it keeps me positive because I look at religion like if I didn't believe in a higher being what is like sometimes life can like beat you down so hard and it's hard to get up but knowing that god has me makes each day worth fighting for so that's how i look at religion so what are your thoughts on people who um practice in a spectrum of religion from like one end that's like very conservative to another that's like very liberal and like all in between yeah, I think like I can answer this question based on my like upbringing. I think that I have a lot of different people in my family that practice Islam in very different ways. And it's very clear, like my sister wears a hijab um, uh, since she went to Hajj, She like has had this like um, newfound love for Islam and, oh, for and God. Tell the, I know what yeah. Hajj is, but tell the audience. What Hajj yeah. Is. So Hajj is a pilgrimage that Muslims make at least once in their life. It's one of the five pillars of Islam. And you go to Mecca in Saudi Arabia and you walk around the Kaaba, which is like our holy site. And when we pray, we pray in the direction of the Kaaba. So it's like a big part of Islam. And so my sister made that journey with her husband, um, I think two years ago now, um, right after they got married. And ever since she's worn the hijab, um, she's become a lot more um, practicing in her faith. And I think that that was a big shift for me because my family's pretty liberal with the way that we practice Islam. We like my mom doesn't wear the hijab. Um, no one in my family has really ever um, brought it up to me to wear the hijab. And even then, like we don't we're not the kind of people that go to the mosque like every week. We my dad might have gone to pray like on Fridays, but um other than that, we don't really go as a family. So I think that it was kind of already instilled in us to, like, practice in the way that, like, we see fit, um, which is why I think, like, I'm pretty spiritual and not really, like, um, ritualistic. Um, but it was definitely a big change to see my sister become more like that because I think it shows, like, the amount of tension that arises between the two different kinds of practicing because when I go to see her, like, we get into debates about, like, what you know, we should be doing as good Muslims or what we shouldn't be doing as good Muslims. And sometimes it can cause a lot of conflict between us. But I think the best resolution is just to understand that people practice in different ways. And we need to understand that, like, not everyone needs to do the same things to feel closer to God that someone else might need to do. Like, me and my brother, we honestly say that sometimes we feel close to God when we listen to a really good song. <laughs> and that might sound crazy, but, like, we just do. And I think that, like, 
my sister might need to pray a few more times a day than us than like to feel that connection. And that's fine. And I think that it, as long as we accept that, like, that's the reality for different people, then we can start to be more understanding. Yeah, I completely agree. Um, I think there's such this tendency to want to make it so div divisive about how we practice when I think it's totally beyond that. I don't think there's anything, at least speaking just on behalf of like what I think about Christianity, is there's nothing you have to do. Like you don't have to read the Bible. You don't have to go to church. You don't have to do all of these certain like rituals or traditions to have a relationship with God. But I do think these rituals and traditions can be facets in which we can connect with God. Um, and so, yeah, I think you put it beautifully, like as long as, and it's, yeah, it's all about understanding and understanding that like just because someone else is doing it doesn't mean they're condemning you for what you're doing. And some people might try to make it like that, but I think it's so much more than that. And if religion is just about doing things, then um, I don't want to be religious if that's what it's about. Very true. Because I even see um, from my background growing up and people would preach this certain lifestyle, but you're practicing like adultery and like other things and when it comes out everyone's like wow this is insane but I think people a lot of times mistake being like religious for being pious and it's not necessarily the same and just because we're all humans we all have faults like in Christianity that's why Jesus died on the cross for us because we're not perfect and it's okay to not be perfect so we shouldn't be held to this ideal that's not that's hard to attain and I think in like a lot of ways is unattainable. Yeah, um <clears throat> I think that for in my opinion like in Hinduism like even there are people like me who don't even believe in a god and they take like the fact that there are multiple gods technically Hinduism is monotheistic all of them are part of one god and one being. I interpret that as different aspects of the human condition. Um, personally, so I take it in a very much more like a humanist way. But there are people that like go to temple every day and like do pujas every day and like whatever. What are pujas? Pujas are like kind of like, I know it in the term in Hindi, it's kind of like a prayer in a way, but not really. It's like, it's hard a to blessing. explain. Is it it's like a chant in a way a that you song like. Almost? Yeah, yeah, kind of. Kind it's... of like a song, but like not really. I, I don't know how to describe it. I don't do it that much. Um, but. Um, yeah, there are people from, like, all across the different, like, spectrum of practicing and ritualism. Um, I think it's taught in Hinduism, and I think this is just in general, that you can practice how you want, and as long as you're not harming anyone around you or trying to pressure other people in a way that they don't want to be pressured, um, like, people shaming, like, for example, like, atheists shaming people who are religious, that's not necessary. People can you know, worship how they want. We're all the same humans. Mm -hmm. They can do what they want as long as, you know, there's no harm being done and that you're, you're being the best person that you can be. And I think at the end of the day, that's what, in my opinion, what religion is for, or lack thereof, honestly, is that, like, just what can get you to be the best person you can um, and, you know, leave the best impact you can on your community. I second that. I feel like a lot of religions, like, Overbearing aspect. So I'm interested, and I've always been open to different religions, and knowing up and understanding that because I think it's powerful. So I think at the basis of each religion, it's a way on how to be a great human, basically. And I know like there's people take that's how I interpret religion, um, 
So in what ways do you personalize the way you practice? I know we touched on this a little bit, but didn't really go into it. So uh, a common saying my parents used to tell me, I think it's from the Bhagavad Gita. I'm not sure. It's uh, karam karo palki chintamat karo. Basically, it means like, do your work, the fruits of your labor shall come. Um, so instead of like stressing about, I just internalize things in very secular ways. And like in like in my real life, if I am studying for a midterm, I shouldn't be worried about, oh my God, what am I going to get on this if I don't do this or this or this? It's just put your head down, work. And then if you work hard enough, the results will come in a way that you may not even realize. Um, and the benefits will come. And it's about interpreting everything in a in in a way that is just to kind of like stay positive and uh, and like just you know live your best life. Uh, so that's how I internalize it. Is like, will this action that I'm doing? And it kind of comes down to karma theory. It's like, if I do this, will this lead to bad consequences? Do I even actually want to do this, or am I being pressured into doing this, or do I feel like this is the right thing to do? And thinking about the cause and effects and the implications of all the the actions of my life uh, is how I internalize the philosophies of Hinduism. So I, I think it, at the end of the day, it's like, and also like how I treat other people around me. Um, it's like, if I sit, like, I don't know, in general, it's just like how to be, this comes down to being the best person that I can be and just like giving good karma and receiving it. Yeah, I think just to echo that, like that's a similar way as like I would say I personalize my religion and connection to Islam. I think that like rather than because Islam has a requirement that you give a certain percentage of your income to charity and that's your zagat. And for me, like I will do that when I'm older and making an income. But I think I also see that pillar as like give back, you know, give back to your community, give back to the people around you and be a good person and realize that people have it worse and that you have uh, something to offer the world. And I think that I personalize my religion in that way where I know that I have a purpose in my life. And I think that religion gives me that like background to be able to, you know, combat any other challenges that that might come with. Like, um, so I think being able to translate what is taught in like religion class and being able to translate what is taught by your parents like into the real world and then making that like more important and making like the experiences that you have with people what actually show your piety and like you know you can be somebody that prays five times a day and like does as a goth percentage and like does all those things but you might not be a good person and people might not feel you know happy around you people might not feel like you're making an impact on the world but you could also do none of those things and be a good person and I feel like I seem to practice my religion more in that regard where my aim at the end of the day is to be a good person and if I feel like reading the Quran is going to get me there then I will and if I feel like praying is going to give me like that feeling of peace that I need to get me there then I will and I think that that is how I view religion as like a mode to get me to where I want to be but it's not the only way yeah, I think for me, like, I, like, even though I don't think anything is necessary for me to be, like, in a relationship with God or with Jesus, um, I think, yeah, there are certain things that I do um, because of that relationship and out of that relationship. So, yeah, like, I read the Bible daily. Um, I go to church, and, um, but, like, more than that, yeah, I, I pray, and um, I just, like, try to look more like Jesus um, and that looks like love and forgiveness and peace and um, 
joy and like not complaining and being diligent and being responsible with what was given to you and allotted to you um and being generous so those are things that I'm trying but of course we all fall short like I say these things and then like make me out to be a hypocrite because then I do things that are contrary and that's like part of just like this like toil of being in this right like we're we're we can all try to be this good person but we fall short um so many ways or at least I do um daily but um that's why I think it's like so much more than like my religion being based upon me being a good person because I personally just don't think I can meet that standard. Like I don't know what the standard is for being good, but like I guarantee I fall short in so many ways. So what do you think your religion's based on? I think just the gospel of Jesus Christ um, is that there's nothing we can do to be good enough, which is why he came. Um, why Jesus, God came down as a person and made the sacrifice so that we don't have to be good enough, but just through faith in him, um, we're made righteous through that. Um, and so, yeah, I think, I don't know, that's a, just a whole thing and I don't mean to like dwell on it, but, um, yeah, I just feel like it's really hard when we try to, cause that's, I think also where shame comes in and guilt, like this, like guilt, like, oh shoot, like I say, I do this. I say I'm religious. I say, I'm a Muslim, I say I'm a Christian, I say I'm a Hindu, and, like, look what I'm doing right now. And then we have this guilt that we put on ourselves, and I think that's, like, totally contrary to the spirit. Well, when I look at it from the good perspective thing, I think when you look at it from, like, Christianity, that's when it's like, oh, I'm supposed to be doing all these things, but I'm not. Because if I'm doing something and that a Christian, like, a traditional Christian that practices goes to church and all this other stuff then it would be like, oh, what she's doing, whatever. But when I look at the bottom of it, I'm not harming anyone. And I volunteer and I do all these things. So I am preach like, you know, so that's how I look at it. So we're looking at it from the same angle, but just in like different ways to like interpret it, you know, with yeah. the sh- judgment. So you can look at it both ways. And yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, I agree. I think like it's important also to like be open to the fact that like you could be happy with yourself and not be following your religion to like every single um, pillar that's there. And I think that's where that shame is then reduced because you know that like even if I'm like not doing these things that are expected of me, like I've made it my own and I've still tried to be a good person. So yeah, maybe you can use those like practices as a reference of like, okay, like this is what I'm going, this is my goal. Like my goal is to start praying five times a day. And my goal is to like read the Quran once this year, you know, and that is a great goal, but not everyone can reach that goal. I think, and it's not, I think it's okay to feel like you are still a good person other than like, you know, if you're not doing all those things. So I think it's having that as like something that you're working towards rather than like, you know, always feeling guilty for not attaining is a way to like diffuse that shame for me it's like um like my interpretation of my religion is more of living in the moment rather than like oh like in the future will this like i mean yes there's the like cause and effect but for the most part it's me trying to be the best person i can um in the moment rather than like so like I have mentioned this, like, I think, like, three times. I don't believe in, like, an afterlife or anything like that. I don't even believe in reincarnation within my own religion. Um, so I I don't, for me personally, I don't believe there's anything after I die. Um, and I'm very comfortable with that. And so I'm doing everything I can to enjoy my life the best I can in the moment, as well as leave the best impact on everyone around me that I can. Um, 
and enjoy it, enjoy life while it while it lasts. So yellow. So, what Penn institutions or organizations support students who practice your religion and want to practice like interfaith-wise and so on? I know Cass and I are working with a few other students across several different um, religious groups on bringing this like interfaith dinner that will happen next semester. Yeah, so it'll be on a Friday. So people who observe Shabbat, you can observe it there also. And That's awesome. Yeah. Um, I don't know if, Cass, you want to, like... Oh, Because yeah. I know you're involved. Kat Cassandra <laughs> is involved with PRISM, and she's awesome. So. Yeah, so PRISM is the interfaith group on campus, um, and I'm involved in that. Um, and we just work in doing spiritual programming, but also trying to get an interfaith community to be more present on campus. Because I think like hearing and learning about more uh, like other people and like what they believe is like so encouraging. So Prism does a lot of events. We do sharing our scriptures every other Friday where someone can bring a scripture from their particular faith. And um, we read it together and talk about it and talk what it means Um in the context in which it was written, and also for us. Where um, is that located? For it's those? located in Spark, which is in Houston, 240, um, every time? other Friday at 11 a.m. Um, and you can find us on Facebook if you want the details. Um, but, yeah, personally, as far as, like, I'm involved in that, um, but I'm also in Christian Union, which is where I, um, yeah, it's just a group on campus where I kind of connect with people who have similar faith backgrounds to me yeah I think I already kind of touched on the MSA um, as a good resource for Muslim students Uh, other than that uh, last semester I got to partake in a program through Hillel that was an interfaith program called Moral Voices they actually have applications open right now so if you guys are interested um, I think it was a great experience I think yeah so Moral Voices was a group of students brought together and it was led by Rabbi Micah last year I think it's being led by another rabbi this year Um, but it was just a space where we discussed like different spirituality um, conversations and also we talked a lot about Rwandan history because the end of the um, program we travel to Rwanda and we learn about the genocide against the Tutsis and learn a lot about the students that um go to school at the Agahazo Shalom Youth Village, which was the school that we visit in Rwanda. So it was just a great experience, I think, in general, like on campus, meeting people from so many different backgrounds that I never would have met otherwise. Like I, to this day, we still talk, we still get together, we still have like important conversations and it's like a really great community. And I think it just shows like how important it is to have so many different people in your life that might not practice the same thing as you and might not believe the same things as you, but like can offer so much insight and perspective into your life so I think it was a great experience and I think like the kids in it were really well selected and really well like meshed well together so I would highly encourage like anyone to apply to more groups like that because there's a lot of groups like that um either through Hillel or through different religious organizations on campus yeah um so I I believe there's a Penn Hindu and Jain Association I personally haven't been very involved in it uh but if you are Hindu and you're listening and you do want to be involved with that, there's that. They have a Facebook page. I just checked. Um, yeah, so <laughs> find out more there. And, uh, yeah, Hillel has a lot of interfaith stuff and is doing a great job with that. That's really all I really know yeah. with that. Oh, actually, Cass and I um, went on a trip also with Hillel. <laughs> 
This is not sponsored by Hillary. <laughs> <laughs> um, and that was also like an interfaith. We actually went to Israel, and it was an amazing trip. We were all from different backgrounds, um, and it was beautiful. There were 16 of us, and yeah. The yep. previous episode um, before this one actually talks about that, so check that out. Yeah, so before we wrap up, I just want to ask for you guys to give one piece of advice. Um or a quote that you would like the listeners to stick to relating to this topic. I'll say mine now. <laughs> um, so I just want each of you to know that it's important that you practice, that you want to find God in whatever, or a higher being, or your spirituality in whatever way you feel fit. All right. Uh, mine is uh, live your best life. Uh, kind of follows the same idea, um, you know. If you want to practice a certain way, go for it, as long as you're kind of not pressuring other people. And there's always encouragement. That's different than, like, forcing something onto others and, and like, trying to pressure other people into believing the same way you do. As long as you're keeping to yourself and it gets you through the next day and the day after and you're living your best life or you're seeking to live your best life, whether or not you believe that there's an afterlife or not, like, you know, you do you, uh... Life's short, enjoy it, and even, yeah, just YOLO. Um, I think I'll talk about, I have a bracelet on right now that says Alhamdulillah, which means thank God in Arabic. And I think that's just an important thing to always keep in the back of your mind that at the end of the day, like you have either people in your life or you have a community there that's opening up to you and you shouldn't feel like you're alone and you should always know that like whether it's god that's there for you or whether it's you know people or whether it's yourself like at the end of the day like you have certain blessings in your life that you know you should account for and that should keep you going enough to know that like there is something out there yeah i guess for me um i think just letting like don't be afraid to take the journey into your into like figuring out what spirituality means to you um college is a busy time but I don't think there's also a better time to like find out um more about yourself and more about what you believe um and it's okay to kind of stray away from the path of like what you see other people doing or not doing and um yeah define that for yourself but like be true in the same way um yeah I didn't put that well but you know what I mean be be yourself and it's gonna work out ish i don't know i'm bad at motivational things <laughs> <laughs> all right well i would like to thank each of you for coming in on this lovely saturday thanks for having us, um, thanks for having us. and i hope you have a blessed day peace and love we would like to thank nick seymour and kelly's writer's house um nick for engineering this episode and kelly's writer's house for giving us the wexler studio show.